Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We're glad that you all could be with us as well. I'm so excited to welcome back best-selling author Robert Dagoni to our program today. Robert is celebrating a great new book. You guys are going to love this. It's called Her Deadly Game. We're going to talk to Robert not only about the early response to the new book, book, but also what it's been like for him book after book to be able to connect with readers, to earn new readership along the way, but also, of course, uh, to see how people enjoy his work. If you all have not gotten your own copy of Her Deadly Game, we'll let you know how to do that and stay connected with Robert as well. Robert, thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate it. No, thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Well, Robert, we are celebrating 20 years of Conversations Live this year, and it's been great to talk to great authors like yourself. I mean, I tell people to be able to do what I love for a living, to read and talk with authors like you, is definitely a dream come true. But this is a dream that, that has been yours as well. I mean, I remember going back to our first conversation. This began very early for you. I think it, I, it, it, at seven, I think it was, um, that you kind of realized storytelling was something you wanted to do. What has it been like for you over the years now, Robert, to share that with all of us? You know, just kind of what you were saying. It, in some respects, it's very humbling. Um, that, you know, my work has found its way into the hands of, of so many readers and I receive, you know, so many emails and, and um, you know, um, mentions on Facebook, et cetera. Um, you know, I don't know that I ever truly envisioned um, having this kind of response. Um, it, it's, it's, it's very humbling. Um, people call me up and ask me to do, you know, Zoom events and, and I'm in the moment, at the very moment, I'm traveling and speaking to readers that are coming out, you know, of their houses and, you know, coming to bookstores and to hear me speak. Um, so I, I, I am, it, it is, it's very humbling and it's just been um, really wonderful. I'm, I'm really excited about it all. And Robert, I think the thing is, from book to book, I mean, you, we really never know where you're going to take us. I mean, I went into her deadly game not really knowing what to expect, but the layers of this story, I think, really does draw the reader in. I'm curious, where does it start for you? Does it come with an idea, or does it come with a character first for you? So it, it can be one or the other. Um, you know, it's really an interesting process. Uh, I, um, you know, someone will say to me, my my editor said to me, you know, we'd like you to see you do another legal thriller. And that was really pretty much all it needed. And um, what I wanted to do, though, was I wanted to create a legal thriller that was fun to read. I, I wanted it to be a, a puzzle book uh, in some respects. I wanted it to be a book that dealt with um, not just the courtroom, but police procedures, which, you know, I've done in the Trace and Crossway series. And then I also right. wanted to have the family dynamics uh, as well, um, and in large part because you know, all of us are more than what we do for a living, right? And so, yeah. you know, you see these lawyers in court, you know, and you think, oh, they're, lo they're just lawyers. But they're not just lawyers. They're daughters, they're sons, you know, their wives, their husbands, their parents. And there's a whole other life out there that they have to deal with, um, even during a trial. So I really, I really wanted to sort of blend all three together to, to create Kira Dugan and, um, and to create the story of her deadly game. 
So I want to talk about uh, about what it was like for you to, t- I mean, even with, with Kira, because, I mean, there's definitely more than meets the eye. And, again, I mentioned to you before we went on, the fun thing about reading your books is that if you and I were talking one-on-one, the conversation would be totally different than, than having it here for our audience and not one of the spoilery things. So I'm going to make sure I don't make anyone mad and do that. But uh, definitely, Kira, there's more to her than meets the eye, but also there's more to those around her that meets the eye as well. Talk to us about what that was like for you to kind of peel back the layers, almost like an onion with her, and to show the different layers of her, especially when it comes to her strength. Yeah, you know, um, she's, you know, she's a, a, a person that has baggage, um, as we all do. Um, she made a mistake. Uh, she had a relationship with um, a man who was her boss in the prosecuting attorney's office, and he's now making her life miserable. Uh, so much so that she has to leave and go to work for her father at a criminal defense firm, which you'd ordinarily think, well, that's not so bad. But her father is a lifelong alcoholic, a binge drinker that has um, impacted their family so much that uh, they're dysfunctional. Her, her two older sisters, are, who are 10 years older than her, you know, are dysfunctional. They don't, they don't have personal relationships or they jump from one to the other. Her two brothers, one is a recovering alcoholic and the other one is still drinking. Um, and it's impacted Kira. You know, she starts to realize that she's not immune from it either. Um, you know, she's a, a prodigy. She was a prodigy chess player growing up, and she quit because her her father showed up at um, one of her chess tournaments drunk and embarrassed her. And so she 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 began to lose on purpose, and to the point where she finally just stopped playing. Except she now plays online. So you know, it's it's it's. Like I said, I, I tried to look at the characters at, at not just they're a police officer or not just that they're a, a lawyer, but um, you know what's going on in, in their in their personal lives, their daily lives. What are they what are they dealing with? And then you know, as as all of us writers do, um, we begin to to pile on the tension by piling on the obstacles. And in Kira's case, you know, when she gets this this um, this uh, murder, uh, a defendant accused of murder, which is a case that the family needs to help really save the the um, the, the family law practice. Um, who's who's the person that's going to prosecute? You know, the defendant, her former lover. You know, and yeah. so you just begin to sort of pile on those obstacles to keep the tension going, to keep people turning the page. You definitely do that, and I think even with this with this big case, I mean, there is, I mean, it, it's interesting because, I mean, as you mentioned, um, having the idea of bringing the law into it, of course, um, and, and Kira then having to kind of look at the signs that are there around her, again, not to give too much of that away, but, you know, and then making a decision. Uh, there is also the idea, even in the title of this particular book, uh, Robert, of, you know, of, of chess. I mean, the, the whole idea of this being, you know, chess moves that are being made, but not just by Kira, but by others as well. How much did that kind of play into this for you, this dance that you're able to create with them to see who's going to be able to outsmart the other? Um, it, it was a big, very big part. And it, it, basically it came about because um, when I practiced law, uh, the really good trial attorneys that I knew uh, were really good chess players. And the reason mm-hmm. for that was, the two playing a, a, a competitive chess game and trying a case are similar in respect to you cannot you cannot assume your opponent is going to do something. 
you may have an idea of what your opponent's going to do, and you have an idea of how you're going to counter that. But if you get too wed to a particular script, then when your, your opponent does something different, you're not prepared for it. And the best chess players um, are like trial attorneys in that they are always prepared for whatever your opponent does. Um, so I took that, um, that knowledge, you know, from some of, the, some of the people that I had tried cases with, some of the really experienced lawyers, um, and I, I, I put that into the whole uh, – the, the, the chess game that, that takes place in the book, and it's a real chess game uh, that takes place in the book. Um, it's sort of a metaphor for, um, for what's going on in the trial, but also what's going on in Kira's life. And I think for readers, I think that's part of what what they'll find so fun about reading about her journey and also the, the adventure she's in, Robert. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, he's on the Radio Sider Online. You're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome back best-selling author Robert Dagoni to our broadcast. Robert is the author of the new book, Her Deadly Game, but many more books available uh, on Amazon as well. Robert, you touched on something earlier I want to go back to, and that is um, – the the result of all of this for you, as you mentioned, having readers literally around the world. One thing, of course, you've been able to do uh, since the last time we talked, you've been able to 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 be back out meeting your readers. Talk to us about that experience. What it's been like for you to now connect again with readers in person? It's 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 been fantastic. Um, you know, there's always a little bit of anxiety. You know, when you're walking into a bookstore where you're going to be speaking, your the fear, of course, is that there's going to be nobody in the chairs. You know, and you're going to you're going to uh, have, not have an audience. And then you show up and, you know, there's 150 people there. And, you know, you can imagine. I mean, it is. It's just it's, it's overwhelming. And then, you know, people will come up to you and, and tell you, you know, what, what a book you wrote meant to them, what The Extraordinary Life of Sam Hell meant to them, what The World Played Chess meant to them on an emotional level. And, and you realize that, you know, what you're doing is touching, touching people, touching readers on a, on a really deep level. And again, I, you know, I can't think of a better word for it other than that it's incredibly humbling to think that, you know, um, that, that my, my work, my art is, is that having that type of an impact on people. Um, and then the other thing is, um, you know, you just meet some really, you just meet some really terrific people. And, and sometimes those people stay in your lives. Um, I'm going to dinner tonight with a guy who reached out to me when I was in Dallas a decade ago and, and was a, a nobody had, you know, really hadn't sold a lot of books. And, and he's, he's a, was a big um, insurance man and, and he wanted me to come speak at his insurance firm. Uh, and then I got there and he had all these books that he had bought for all the people who worked for him. Just a really kind, nice thing to do. Um, you know, and I, I've, I've had that, before. I've been fortunate to have those experiences many times over. I found out today that a, a guy that I, I had met and had helped me with some of my books had passed away. Uh, and it was really, it was, it was emotional for me because um, he was a really nice man and I really enjoyed his company. So, you know, getting to meet people in person and to see them in person again kind of reminds us all, I guess, of what, you know, life was like before COVID hit. Yeah. Yeah, such a great point. And I think, too, uh, it, I, I have said over the years, especially the past few years, Robert, that I, mean, I commend authors because uh, it, it, it was it was interesting. I've heard several times over the years, <laughs> authors will talk about what an isolating experience the writing process is. And I thought to myself, I think we all have experienced that, <laughs> that now the past yeah. few years, how isolating. Yeah. So now we kind of know, know what that's like. 
Are you feeling at this point? I mean, I, I was curious. I when I was prepping for the segment with you, Robert, I went back and watched some of the other interviews you've been doing over the past couple of years, and I was curious for you as to what keeps it fun for you because you do you, you do so much. You've been so active, uh, and and really giving us some great books, you know, year after year. What is it that keeps the process fun for you? Well, there's there's two things that I always remember. One is every book I write might be the first book that a reader reads of mine. So even though I'm, I've written series, um, they may not pick up the first book in the series. They may pick up the sixth book in the series. And if they don't like the sixth book, they're not going to go back and read any of the others. So I always write books with the, with the, um, the, the belief that I'm writing it for somebody that has never read my work before. And what that motivates me to do, of course, is to make it as good as I possibly can, to really – you know, really try to make it as strong a book as I as possible. And then the other thing that I do is I challenge myself. Um, in every book, I usually have something that I, I challenge myself with. So, you know, I've written Tracy books where I've said to myself, I'm going to write every scene from Tracy's perspective. Hmm. And then I do it. Um, it may be that I'm going to write about a difficult subject matter that's going to take a lot of research, like in The World Played Chess. Um, it might be that I'm going to write a, a trilogy within the Tracy Crosswhite series, even though it's 10 books. The last two books I did and a short story I did are part really a trilogy within the 10, within the 10 books. So, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to challenge myself. Having said that, I, I'll also say that I love to write. I mean, I just, yeah. I really, I love to write. I love new story ideas when they come to me. Um, whether they're, you know, friends will mention something, whether I'll read something or, you know, recently my wife turns out my wife has her grandfather's scrapbook from 1933 when he was a trial attorney. That's turning into a book. So there's a lot, I, I just really love what I do. Yeah. Well, readers love it too, uh, Robert, which is why I'm so glad we Thank had a you. chance to reconnect and definitely invite our audience to get the new book. Again, everyone, Robert Dagoni has been our guest. Her Deadly Game is the newest read. Make sure you get it through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore. If they don't have it, I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. Robert, again, congratulations to you. How can our audience stay connected with you? Um, I'm, you know, my, my website is a, is a great place to go. It's just www.robertdagonibooks.com. And on there, you'll find all my social media handles. You'll find um, my newsletter, um, Amazon uh, Books uh, slash Robert Dagoni is also a, a really good place to, to find me and to find my social media handles. Um, so those are, those are two, you know, really good ways to go about it. All right, Robert, really appreciate the time. And we have to get you on our Amazon Live broadcast. We've been broadcasting there now the last two years as well. but love to get you on there as a guest. I have to make sure I reach out to, to Megan about that. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do it. Love to do it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Make sure you guys do add Robert's list to your reading list. You definitely will not regret it. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Now let's go make today amazing. Take care. <music>